Just Man's the Podcast. is up you guys welcome back to another episode of just man's the podcast it's your host amanda i am pumped for today's episode and i don't want to do a super long intro with any life updates for you guys because i'm just really not in the mood and honestly i really am in love with this episode and i don't want to take up too much of you guys' time our guest today is Anicia Hughes, who is on Instagram as AVH double underscore fitness. She is a recent college grad as well as a Balance Athletica leader. So if you guys are familiar with Taylor Chamberlain Dilk, who is Tay Shea on Instagram, she's a YouTuber and an influencer. You guys know what I'm talking about if you're familiar with her and you guys know what Balance Athletica is. That is her activewear line and Anicia is a leader slash ambassador for them. Not only is this such an awesome episode for everyone, but specifically it's an awesome episode for all of my college guys and girls out there. Whether you're struggling with the college lifestyle, looking to improve your health and fitness, get stronger in the gym, or just make healthier decisions in the kitchen, or just better your current life, this is the episode for you. I think the reason I'm most excited about this episode is because it really took me back to the years and moments and months in college where I just wasn't myself and I wasn't living a lifestyle that resonated with me. I was partying. I was ruled by food. I was obsessed with the gym. I hated my body. I wasn't taking care of my health and my well-being. I was hungover. I wasn't in a good mood. I was irritable. I just didn't have a good relationship with health and fitness. I wasn't listening to what I really wanted to do in life and what served me as a person, what made me happy. I wasn't staying true to that. And I think that's something that's really common in at least the U.S. when people go to college, you get caught up in the lifestyle, you get caught up in being social all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that kind of lifestyle, partying, being social all the time resonates with you, that's totally fine. It's about being true to yourself. And I feel like sometimes when you get in a college setting, it's easy to lose sight of who you are. Being a recent college grad myself, Anissi and I kind of reminisce on those moments in our college career. And we talk about how uncomfortable and lonely and isolating it can feel to be in a situation where you want to make a change for the better, but the people that you're surrounding yourself with might not feel the same way or they might not understand why you want to make that change. So I think this is a really awesome episode, again, for people who are struggling with similar things that we struggled with, with, you know, really knowing that fitness and health and taking care of ourselves and practicing self-care and drinking oat milk milk lattes and putting a kale face mask on (laughs) are really what make us happy. And I remember the one thing that really was hard for me was finding social outlets when I really decided to make that change for myself. Because again, not everybody that I was surrounding myself with wanted to make those same changes. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you decide that your lifestyle and the people who are living that lifestyle too, that are around you, isn't for you anymore, you temporarily lose connection because you don't really have anybody else that wants to do the same thing as you. And it can be really isolating and lonely. And 
Anissi and I just really wanted to have this conversation so that if you guys are struggling and you guys are in the situation, you guys know that you're not alone. Even though this episode took me back to some really not fun and dark and frustrating and emotionally intense moments in my life, I'm here to tell you that I came out the other side, Anisia came out the other side, and we came out better people for it. So if you guys are in a similar situation, this is the episode for you, and it's just going to encourage you to stay true to who you are, stay true to what is going to make you happy, and just know that you might feel lonely right now, but you're going to attract more like-minded people in the end. Anisia is such a sweetheart. She's so down to earth and she shares some awesome tips about confidence in the gym, how to incorporate more balance into your life, finding out which workouts work for you. Wow, that was a tongue twister. And also she shares some tips on Balance Athletica and basically just gives us insight on the must-have products in the activewear line. Whether you're in high school, college, just moved to a new city for a new job, any point of your life and you're in a situation where you want to make a change for your own life and prioritize yourself, just know that you guys can always reach out to me because I know how lonely and isolating it can feel at first. Again, it's temporary. It's not going to stay like that forever. Once you really tap into what makes you happy, you will find your community. But in the in the interim, please let me be your community. And that's why I want to continue to post these podcasts weekly because I want to be that community with for you guys. I want to resonate with you guys. And I want you to know that I've been through it too. I, I resonate with you guys. I relate to it. I am here for you. You're not alone. So again, really hope you guys enjoy this episode. I loved recording it. I loved talking about it. It was so refreshing, took me back. And it just made me realize that, you know, a lot of people go through this and part of the reason people don't stick to a better lifestyle or make the jump to live a healthier lifestyle in the beginning is because they're afraid to lose connection or to not have anybody around them. So just know I'm here for you and you guys can always reach out over DM or you can even leave a review and write whether this episode resonated with you or just, you know, share your story or share your thoughts. Um, and you can also just, yeah, DM me, find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. So don't hesitate to reach out. And again, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Also, I do have to mention just upfront, the audio quality of this podcast episode is not the best. Um, it was over zoom and one of the downfalls of COVID and quarantine is all my interviews have to be over Zoom. And Anisia actually lives in Arizona, so it would have been over Zoom anyway. Yeah, so the audio quality is not the best, but please just bear with it. It gets better. It's it's comprehensible. And I think the overall message of this podcast episode is way, way more important than the audio quality. So yeah, I just had to say that up front for anyone who, you know, is maybe hard of hearing or just doesn't hear things super well. Definitely still give this episode a listen, though, because I really, really think you guys are going to enjoy it. Just try to get past the audio. <laughs> All right. So tell everyone who you are, how old you are, where you're from, just a little bit about your background and what makes you you. Yes. So hello, everybody. My name is Anisia Hughes, and I'm on Instagram as fitness. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Arizona. Well, I'm originally from California, but I've been living in Arizona for the majority of my life. And yeah, I'm just a girl who likes to work out, be weird, dance, 
have a good time. That's what I do. <laughs> and your Instagram definitely reflects that. I love following you. You're so positive. It's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your health and wellness journey. How did that start for you? Because obviously you're ABH Fitness and that's what your Instagram is about. So how did that start for you? Yeah. So I have been playing sports since I think I started when I was six years old. And I was, I played basketball, I played flag football for a few years. I was also in dance class too, but that didn't last too long. <laughs> but um, basketball stuck with me up until I was in my sophomore year of college. So I've always been just like very active, very in fitness, working out and things like that. And then when it was my sophomore year of college, I decided I didn't want to play anymore just because it wasn't really for me anymore. I wasn't enjoying it the way I used to. So I stopped playing and I would say for about three months I didn't know what I was doing in terms of working out I just knew that I needed to be active to like stay healthy but I didn't really care about like looking a certain way I didn't have any goals in mind either I was just like I need to move my body so during that time period the three month time period I was just like riding the bike at my school's gym which was very boring (laughs) but I didn't know what else to do so I was just riding a bike for like 45 minutes that was that. That's where then, all of us start. We're like, we just need to get yeah. into the gym and do cardio. It's like mm-hmm. now we're, that we know so much more, we're like, I don't ever want to do cardio. Yeah, no, it's like my, I, I'll do it, but definitely not a priority of mine anymore, especially since like with basketball, I was just running all the time. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like, I guess I'll do some more cardio, but instead of running, I'll just ride a bike. So that yeah. got really old, really fast. Also, like it hurts your butt. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Oh my yeah. gosh. The next day you were so sore. Exactly. It's, oh not, my gosh. it's not worth it, in all honesty. <laughs> no, no. And where did yeah. you go to college? I went to Whitman College. It's in Washington State, a very small little art school in Walla Walla, Washington. Very random spot. I don't know how I ended up there, but I did. Did you like the city? Uh, it was okay. So I would say, like, the school I went to was very different from the city I was in. The city was full of a certain type of people, and the school was completely different type of people. Ah, interesting. I, yeah, I liked my school a lot. Um, great. It was a really small school, so you definitely knew everybody, but, um, it was really nice and I enjoyed it a lot. And the reason why I wanted to go to a different school, like small school out of state was just to get out and like meet new people, do new things and just like see like a different way of life. So I enjoyed my college experience a lot. I know a lot of people, it's like hit or miss. So for me, I had a great four years. So very grateful for that. And so you stopped playing basketball halfway through, though. Yes, and I actually quit in the middle of the season, too, because I could not do it anymore, which, whatever. <laughs> I usually don't quit things, but I was like, eh, I can't do this anymore. That's so interesting. What was, the, what was like, the deciding factor? I did not – I'm not going to say I didn't get along with my coach because we got along just fine, but um, I just didn't agree with the way that she went about things or how she handled situations, and it was just – a waste of time because it was so emotionally draining yeah like the physical aspect of it was totally okay you get used to playing at that level it was fine but just like it was more mental games than anything else and I just like I stopped liking it which made it so hard to want to do it I think anybody who's played sports growing up can agree because I played volleyball I did track we can all agree that if you have a shitty coach it literally makes or breaks it for you like you, a coach can really make you lose a passion for a sport and it's so sad, but I mean, at least you had the w- awareness to be like, this isn't working for me. This isn't serving me. I'm going to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of times too, people just like, they don't want to quit if something's not serving them. 
because they don't want to look like a quitter. Then they right. just write it out. And I know a lot of girls on that team felt the same way. But they're like, oh, I don't want to be a quitter. I'm like, well, are you happy? <laughs> like, right. If you're not happy, you should definitely leave, especially because if you're doing something that's not serving you anymore, it's just holding you back from all these other great things you could be achieving. Like if I would have stayed on that team, I would not be the person I am today. So right. I'm so happy that I left. Right. And so once you left, you were on the bike at the gym. Mm-hmm. And then how did your, how did your fitness evolve from the bike? <laughs> um, so another, this is like kind of a random thing, but I think it relates to how all this plays out. So I was on the bike, whatever. And then I also like, I didn't have any fitness clothes to wear. Mm. Like I was wearing basketball shorts and just yeah. like baggy t-shirts. So that's what I was used to. And I was like, I just don't even feel cute. Like I don't even want to work out if I don't feel cute. So then I started looking up like different types of like active wear brands to wear. And then I stumbled across Gymshark and Whitney Simmons. I feel like everybody, that's the first girl we stumbled across. So yep. And that's how I got into like the cute active wear and also weightlifting because that's like what she does. <laughs> yep. So I just watched her videos a ton. Chrissy, I think her last name is Chella. I want to say Sheila, but I'm pretty sure it's Yes, I'm the, the British girl. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's and, cool. And uh, basically just like a bunch of Gymshark athletes. That's where I started to learn how to lift weights because they're all lift weights for the most part. And then once I started doing that, I was like, okay, forget this bike, forget the baggy basketball shorts, <laughs> like yep. wear cute clothes, lift heavy weights, and get strong. And then that was, yeah, that was my sophomore year of college, the second semester. And then ever since then, just been lifting weights until quarantine. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> so confidence then probably played a huge role in, you know, the switch from wearing baggy shorts and basketball attire and being on the bike to you know, wearing cute things. And I think that's such an underestimated thing. People don't realize that like, if you don't feel cute, you're not going to want to go to the gym and like perform and, and really get stronger. I think it's so important to find something that one, a workout that you love, but also a workout outfit that you love. That's going to motivate you and be like, I actually want to go to the gym because I want to wear this. Yeah, no, exactly. And I like, it just became so much more fun after that too, because like, if you're like shy and timid, if you don't feel confident in yourself, Going to the gym can be an intimidating place because sometimes you don't know what you're doing or you feel like everyone's watching you too. So it's just like when you feel good and you look good, you're going to have a good workout. So many great things happen after that. Do you feel like it was hard for you to transition from, because I'm sure playing a college sport, you guys had conditioning, you guys had strength and conditioning with your team. Do you think it was hard to transition from working out that way to now having to do your own thing in the gym and, and curate your own workout? Um, yeah, that's a good question. For me personally, I actually enjoyed it more because I don't mind like being told what to do, but I'd rather do my own thing. (laughs) So I feel like when like coaches, when they're creating workouts for the entire team, it's not, it's obviously like not individualized. So I can't work on what I want to work on. But then when it came to creating my own workouts, I liked it a lot because I could do the things that I wanted to do. I could work on certain body parts or like I could get stronger in certain areas that I was lacking in. So I enjoyed it a lot. And then like when it came to just learning how to actually lift weights and everything like that, I enjoyed the process of learning because I didn't know you could do half the things that you can do in the gym until yeah. I started trying it out. So I liked it a lot. I know a lot of people struggle with that. Like they don't know where to start, so they just don't do it. But for me personally, if I don't know how to do something, I'm going to learn how to do it. <laughs> so right. I can do it. Well, I think that's the cool thing about YouTube and people like Whitney Simmons and Chrissy, because you can go to their Instagram or you can go to their YouTube channels and you can really see visuals of, okay, how can I do this in the gym? So would you actually like watch the YouTube videos or in their workout routines in the gym and kind of like emulate that? 
Yeah, so I was kind of obsessed. <laughs> I feel like whenever I start a new thing, I'm just like super into it. So I remember like on Sundays, I would spend like an entire afternoon just watching a bunch of YouTube videos and then just really watching it, practicing the moves in my room like without any waves or anything, just making sure I understood it. And then I would just like screenshot the caption or write it down because I like pen and paper more. And then I would just do that and then bring it to the gym. Like I would say for the first year, I didn't create any of my own workouts. I was just getting them from YouTube and Instagram. I would practice them on my own. And then I would just do them in the gym that way until I felt comfortable learning how to make my own workouts. But that's why I got into it at first. I think that's such an important thing to stress to people too, is to try it at your house first, try it in your room first, do the moves so that when you get to the gym, you don't feel awkward doing it. Cause that is a huge, like you said, reason that people don't go to the gym is because they're so scared to quote unquote, look stupid or you have people looking at them and being like, Oh, she's not doing it right. Or he's not doing it right. When it's like one, no one's really looking at you in the gym. Like you're, everyone's very stay in their own lane, but two, it can make, it can make your confidence so much stronger if you just practice at home before you go. I think that's a great tip. Yeah, no, especially too, because I remember like RDLs, for example, I had no idea how to do that. So I practiced that in my room so many times. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do this for real to actually know how to do it. And then that's another thing too, like just practice it and get better. Because if you don't try it, then obviously it's just never going to work out. Right, right. So like you said, you didn't start creating your own workouts for probably the first year. So like, what was the process with trying to figure out what worked for you? Yeah. So I think this is super interesting too, because I know a lot of times like when people don't know where to start, I think it's usually because they just overcomplicate things. So for the first year, like, yeah, I was just following other people. And then I noticed that like the moves that everybody was doing when it came to weightlifting were basically the same thing. Like no one's reinventing anything over here. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take the moves that I like to do, like on leg day. I like these five moves. Cool. I'm going to do this on Monday. And then on Wednesday, I'll choose my second favorite five moves. And then I'll do that. And then same thing for like upper body and things like that. And I feel like that's how I started doing it like my own way at first. And then the more you start to mess around and get more comfortable with it, I'm not going to say I found anything new because I definitely haven't found anything new, but I just like come up with different variations of how I like to do things or like different ways to target different muscle groups and just things like that. And then just like having fun with it. Like there's no wrong or right way to do it as long as you're like not hurting yourself, (laughs) but just messing around and just doing whatever feels good to you. And I think that's something that people don't understand enough is if you don't like what you're doing and you're not enjoying your time in the gym, you're not going to sustain a workout routine for yourself. I think it's so important to really have fun. Like you said, I mean, working out shouldn't be a punishment. It should be something that you like look forward to and you know, you know, you're doing because you enjoy it. So I, I totally agree with that. Do you think that it's important to stay in your own lane though? Because for me, I definitely preach like everything's not a one size fit all, you know, some kind of workout routine could work for somebody when the other actually might not work for somebody. So how do you think, what helped you kind of stay in your own lane and just kind of hone in on what works for you? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I feel like for me, I've always been a person (laughs) who just like, I do it so good to me and I leave it up that. Like, I'll try out different things, and if I like it, then it'll stick. But if I try it out and it's not for me, I'll move on. And, like, I don't feel bad for moving on or I don't mind moving on. So I feel like it's important, especially, like, when someone is brand new to working out, like, try a little bit of everything until you stumble across what you love to do. For me, I felt like I was kind of lucky because the first thing I tried out on my own was weightlifting, and I liked it a lot, so I stuck with it. But I feel like 
with that, you don't have to do everything that you see online or that you see on social media. Like, try it out and then fit it to your own thing. I feel like that can kind of relate to, like, nutrition, too. Like, the way that one person eats, in all honesty, probably will not work out for somebody else. You can take what they do and then switch it up however you need to switch it up to make it fit your lifestyle and what makes you feel comfortable. And then same thing with working out, too. Absolutely. I think everyone just needs to honestly like listen to their body more because I think your body will tell you what it wants and what it doesn't want, what it likes, what it doesn't like. So on the topic of fitness and nutrition, then what kind of workouts would you say are your favorite? My favorite type of workouts are for sure when it involves a dumbbell or a barbell. But <laughs> because of quarantine, I mean, I don't have a home gym and I definitely was not about to go buy everything because I was like, wait, this just is, this isn't necessary for me. Like people who did get on that whole like equipment grind, good for them because yeah. they have everything they need at home. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to, especially because when everything's being shut down, I was still away at school because I just graduated college this May. So I was still in school. I was in the process of moving out. There's just too many things going on for me to try to figure out like how to deal with weights and everything. So my favorite type of workout for sure are weightlifting just because it helps me feel stronger, makes me feel better. I like the way my body looks. Looks are not everything at all, but it just makes me feel good about myself in general. So that's definitely my favorite type of workout to do. But since quarantine has begun, I've been working out at home, doing a ton of body weight workouts, EMOMs, and HIIT routines. And those are nice too because they challenge me in different ways, but I do prefer the gym. Do you have a set routine or do you kind of just wake up and train whatever you feel like training? Um, I would say right now it's kind of I just wake up and I do what I want to do, which definitely is not how I typically do things. Like when the gym's open, I have my five-day split. I just stick to it. It makes my life easier. But as of right now, I feel like I haven't been prioritizing actually like creating my workout to like be more organized. But I feel like that's kind of the fun part of working out too. It is a lot easier to do when it's organized, but as you get more used to it and you get more comfortable with it, you can kind of just bring any type of movement to your body, and that's really all you need to do. Like, I feel like if you want to see, like, certain types of progress or achieve certain types of goals, it is better to have a set-out organized plan. But if you're just trying to stay healthy and active and move your body around, you can do whatever you need to do for, like, 30, 40 minutes and call it a day. I preach because I think <laughs> I think that – everyone needs to cut themselves a break in quarantine and just realize, like you said, movement is movement at the end of the day. And especially now, the reason that I love to work out in quarantine is because of the endorphins. I want to have a good, healthy mindset. I want to feel good. I want to be positive. And if you're, if I'm just worried about, I have to train my upper body or I have to train my lower body and not worried about like, Oh, am I having fun? Like, is this getting my heart going? Like, am I doing a new move? Is it, is it, am I enjoying it? I think that should be everyone's goal in quarantine because we all need that mood, that mood boost. We all need to feel good in our bodies. And I think, I think, like you said, if we don't overcomplicate it, people can kind of achieve it easier and, and, you know, it'll, it'll be easier for people to implement into their routines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause then like you overcomplicate it, then you just start to overthink, which is never good. And then also like, I feel like you put all these weird thoughts into your head that aren't even true. And then like, then it turns into like weird excuses that don't make sense either. And then next thing you know, you just don't work out, which like is fine. But at the same time, I know so many people do like want to see change in their body or they just want to feel better. There's no reason to overcomplicate it. Literally just get outside <laughs> and get moving. 
Absolutely. And everyone listening, you guys need to go check out her home workouts on her Instagram because they're so bomb. I'm going to try one today. I've told myself <laughs> I'm getting in my workout off at my eight months pregnant belly and I'm doing it. Um, I saw that you were pregnant. Yeah. I mean, take it easy. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> any movement is good movement. No, that's the cool thing though about like at home workouts and especially body weight workouts, like the ones that you've been posting. It's so easy to do those pregnant because I have like a 12 pound weight inside of me already. I don't need to use anything else. So it's great. Um, So true. No excuses. I love it. Exactly. So how do you go about curating your home workouts? Do you still kind of, you know, get inspiration from other people or has it just kind of, you know, been easier because you've been doing fitness for so long? Yeah, I would say right now it's become a little bit easier just because I feel comfortable and confident in what I'm doing that I know like I can just do whatever feels good to me. In the beginning, um, back in like March, I never did at home workouts or like bodyweight workouts. So at first I did look at what other people were doing just to see what was up. But then also, um, I feel like when it came to like weightlifting, I like to keep things pretty intense with the home workouts that I saw other people doing. They were great because they were bringing movement to your body, but they weren't necessarily intense enough for me. And I was like, Mm. I'm going to do this for only like 30 minutes. I need to go crazy. So I honestly just like brought it back to my room. I would just do weird things in my room. They're like, okay, how does this feel? Like, do I feel this to get me tired after doing like 12 reps of it or anything like that? And then I just kind of went from there. I would say in the very beginning of quarantine, I did only full body because that made me feel good for some odd reason. I was just one do full body. But then my, I got so tired so quick because I didn't realize how much those workouts actually like work and how effective they are. So I was just, I was really tired, really exhausted. My entire body hurt all the time. And that's when I started to learn, I was like, I could still like kind of do like a split um, at home as well. Like not as much weights because I just don't really have weights at home, but just like do like upper body one day, lower body the next day, and then do a full body day. Basically just listening to my body, like always. How important do you think it is to incorporate rest days? Very important because if you don't, you're going to feel like crap. <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to work out. It's just like listening to yourself too because if you're working out to just like bring movement to your body, you're going to be, if you work out like three to four times a week, you're going to be solid. And then if you're going for like actual like physique goals or anything like that, then maybe like five to six times a week. But even then, I feel like it should definitely never exceed six. Where you can bring movement to your body every single day of the week by just like lowering the intensity sometimes. Like you could literally just stretch for 20 minutes and call it a day. Like it's going to be okay. But definitely need to listen to your body and also like enjoy those rest days too. Like when I take my rest days, I legit do not get out of bed unless I need to go get something to eat. <laughs> like yep. That's it. If I'm resting, I'm resting. Yeah. I think it's hard for people to really incorporate rest days because if you go on Instagram, obviously you can see anybody being active and doing whatever. And it almost makes you compare yourself and be like, well, I'm just laying in my bed while this person is crushing out an awesome workout. And I don't think people realize like, well, they probably have a rest day too. And rest days can look different for everybody because I'm a huge believer in active rest days because I'm one of those people that's very impatient and antsy. And I get really like, okay, what are we going to do next? I like, I can't really sit still. So I think, I think if people start to shift their mindset from maybe rest days to active rest days, like you said, stretching or going on a walk or swimming, I think that could be great for people too. I mean, I think, I think you need to give your body a break sometimes. Um, but I think rest can look different for everybody. No, yeah, exactly. And I feel like when it comes to social media too, like depending on who you follow, I remember there was just one day I did not want to get out of bed at all. 
But then as soon as I got onto Instagram, I just saw everybody working out. And I was like, okay, I should go work out. Like, I felt better about it. But yeah. then, like, if I, if I had, like, a designated rest day and then I still saw everybody working out, I wouldn't mind it. Like, I wouldn't care as much because, one, people are only going to post what they want you to see. And more times than not, I feel like a lot of people are just posting workouts to encourage other people to go work out, never to make anybody feel bad. I mean, you have some people who are iffy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, I feel like everyone's just doing it, like, to give you ideas or to be, like, hey, like, you should try this. It's not that bad type of thing. But, yeah, I feel like comparison is a really tricky thing within social media, too. Let's talk about that for a second. Cause like I said, you're so vibrant and positive on your Instagram and you are, you do show your quirks and your weirdness. And I love it. Did that take time for you to really do the vulnerability or did it just kind of, is that something that's natural with you? Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I feel like that's something that's natural with me in person because in person, if I'm meeting somebody, I just want to be myself and be like, Hey, this is what like you're getting into, like either you're yeah. into it or you're not. But then on social media, um, I've had my fitness account for a little over a year now. And I would say, I started back in last July. I would say I didn't like start sharing more of my real self until probably like February of this year. And that's just because like at first, I was just posting workout videos and that was it. I didn't tell anybody about like who I was really, never shared anything that was going on in my life. It was just workout videos. And that's because I was too afraid to like share more of myself. Because I was like, oh, no one cares. No one's gonna listen. No one like no one needs this type of thing. So I never did it. And then in February, that's when I started the bounce out of the leader search. And I was like, if I want to be a leader, like I'm going to have to actually be a real person, <laughs> like show more of myself and let let people get to know who I really am. And that's when it started. And then it just like it became so much easier and so much more enjoyable to post on social media when I was actually posting like what I was doing like how I was feeling and like my life is not super exciting by any means like, I'm not doing anything different than nobody else's but it was just like it became more enjoyable to just show more of who I am and like have people connect to me that way yeah I can totally tell that from your Instagram do you think it was easier to see some growth in your Instagram once you started to show more of yourself yeah I think so for sure because I think whenever you start to show more of yourself in general like you can either be weird and funny <laughs> or you could just like She's like a cute, serious girl. Like either way, people are going to resonate with whoever they want to resonate with. But the more personable that you can be and the more you realize that like we're all the same, no one is really that different from each other, then it's going to be okay too. And people like to see what you're doing. That was something I had to get used to at first because I didn't have an Instagram until my sophomore year of college. And it was already around a long time before then. Yeah. Wow. That was like the first thing I ever had. I just didn't care about social media. Yeah. I was like, eh, it's a waste of time. I don't need it, whatever. So I didn't, I didn't use it at all. And then I didn't realize like people really just want to see what you're doing. People like, are nosy. People are so yeah, nosy. They are. <laughs> so, and like, I wasn't really that way in the beginning. So I was like, why would people care what I'm doing if I don't care what other people are doing? But then it's like, you just want to like see what you're up to, like see if you're relatable, things like that. And then it's just kind of fun too, especially now during these times. And we can't really leave our house or like engage with kind of other people. Like this is our only way <laughs> to see what's going on. So. It's such a form of connection. It really is. I mean, I think, I think what Instagram allows us to do by connecting with, I mean, you're in Arizona, I'm in Denver and we connected over Instagram. It's such a cool way to meet like-minded people. So what are your best fitness tips in terms of confidence then? Hmm. Okay. Let's see. You know, <laughs> I feel like it's really just, my biggest thing is that you cannot care what other people think about you. 
like obviously if somebody important in your life like your parents your siblings a partner you probably care if they think about you because they have like actual value in your life but if it's some random person on the street who's judging you who cares you know what I mean like just do your own thing do what makes you happy and the people who support you will support you and the people who don't guess what we can just say goodbye and move on and I feel like that's just really important to one stop letting other people dictate your life and how you're living it Two, figure out what it is that you actually want to be doing in life because I feel like it's so easy. Like, for example, for me, when I first went to college, um, I was so excited, such a new time, meeting so many new people. Um, I wouldn't say I was, like, peer pressured into doing anything, but I definitely did say yes to a lot of things at first. And then after a while, I was like, oh, it's getting kind of old. I don't want to do this anymore. And I know for a lot of people, it can be easy to be like, oh, I don't like this, but I'm still going to do it because, like, this is how people are going to like me. Whereas I, I was just like, no, I don't like this, so I'm going to stop doing it. And that's okay, too, too. It's okay to say no to things. It's okay to dabble in something that you once liked and you don't like to do it anymore. So really just finding yourself and being okay with what it is that you like to do and what makes you you. And then just owning that as well. Like, stop doubting yourself so much, too. Which takes time, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that because, for me, I transferred from a art school to a big state school my sophomore year of college and I can totally agree with you in in the not really being peer pressured but kind of falling into some things that didn't really serve you as a person or make you happy I remember I would go out like three times a week and drink and black out on some nights and it just didn't make me feel good and I knew that but it was hard to get out of it because it was who I was surrounding myself with at the time and I think when you realize that you know if somebody who's around you is doing something that doesn't necessarily make you happy, but it makes them happy. It doesn't mean you have to cut them out of your life. You can just put boundaries up and start implementing more of the things that make you happy and the things that do serve you. And I think that is such a great way to start with fitness too, is that's how I found my journey with fitness. And that's how I found success in a, in a healthy relationship with it was, you know, I realized that I needed to change the, my, my surroundings and I needed to do something for me. And I think it made me feel confident because I was finally, I was finally like leaving time for something that could bring, bring me joy, you know, instead of distracting myself with people who, you know, were doing things that didn't, didn't make me happy. So I think, I think it's really smart for people to, if they struggle in the department of confidence, it's like, you just got to do it. You got to put yourself in a situation that, you know, okay, you know that, that this thing is going to make you happy. So just do it. And then I think the confidence comes. Yeah, no, for sure too. Like, I think it can be scary at first too. Cause like when I was on the basketball team, like that's, there's the only people I hung out with. I did everything they did. It's like you work hard Monday through Thursday in terms of like practicing. And on the weekends you go crazy and you lose your mind, like drinking, going out, all this other stuff. And like, it was fun for what it was but then after a while I was like this is just not serving me or making me better whatsoever and when I stopped going out with my friends and everything at first they're like what's wrong with you like why do you want to hang out with us and it wasn't like I don't want to hang out with you I just don't want to do what you're doing still love you guys all you guys are great fantastic humans I'm just not into going out drinking getting drunk all the time and I feel like at first you do that people might be confused or not understand which I think can make like yourself want to question your own like confidence and like your self-worth and everything like that too but like it's not worth it like really I feel like people don't necessarily judge you if they're judging you they're just judging like what they're like insecure of with themselves if that makes sense if I said that correctly <laughs> no but, for yeah, sure no, I, for sure do you yeah, think, think that it was hard for you to tell those people and still kind of 
get them to understand like, Hey, no, I'm still your friend. I just don't want to do everything that you're doing 24 seven. Yeah, it was, I would say like the actual telling process of it was fine. Cause like they would invite me out and I was like, Oh no, like I'm fine. Like I'll hang out with you guys before you go out and just like do that and stuff. And I would say it was an entire school year. It was my entire junior year that they just didn't understand it. And then towards the end, that's when they're finally like, oh, okay, like, Anisia, like, she's still cool. She's still a friend. She doesn't want to do what we're doing when we go out because she wants to be doing other things. Like, that's okay. And, like, it did take about nine months <laughs> for all of us to get on the same page. But it was okay because I feel like they were consistent in what they were doing, and I was consistent in what I was doing. So there's really no reason to be confused at the end of the day. But, I mean, it took some time, but that's just, like, a thing anything else in life, too. And we're all great friends. We just like to do different things. I think that's so important. I can so relate to that too, because it was my junior year as well of college where I took a step back and was like, no, I don't want to drink every weekend. That's fine if you guys do, but I'm going to do my own thing. And I agree. I think it took time for my friends to really understand that. And I think once they did understand it, we both were better friends for it because we allowed the other person to be more of themselves. But do you think that you struggled with being lonely? Because that was something that I kind of struggled with in the beginning was when I decided to make a change and, and start prioritizing my health and my fitness and the things that really made me happy over drinking and partying, I definitely not lost friends in the long term, but just temporarily because I wasn't hanging out with those people and doing what they wanted to do 24-7. So do you think that you were lonely ever? And, and if you were, how did you get through that? Yeah, no, I definitely kind of did feel lonely because we're all friends. We're all living in the same house too. It was five of us. So it was four girls like doing their thing all the time. And I was like the one person who just never joined anything. And it did feel weird to live in a house <laughs> where everybody was doing one thing. And like, there was some tension for a little while too, but like, it was all okay. But I did feel a little lonely. But then um, at the time, like, that's when I was getting into working out or like I really started to like it a lot, but I didn't have my fitness account or anything. So I didn't have like a different world to go run to. I really just had to find things that I like to do on my own, which I think was great because that like that year really helped me to find more of what I want to be doing, things that like the goals that I have and like what I need to do now to set myself up for success in the future. And really just being okay with being by myself. So that's another thing too, especially when you're young and in college, I was 20 at the time. Um, just like you're always with other people when you're in college. You never really have your own thoughts or your own ideas because other people are always telling you like what's going on or what's up and stuff. So it was just really nice to have that alone time. And there were definitely times where I was just like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm by myself, but it helped me find myself out a lot too. And also, like you said, I think it helped to strengthen those friendships on later on, like down the road too. I think also too, if you don't take that alone time when you're young, like you said, in college, it's a breeding ground for like endless social events. So I think if you don't take that time being young to really get to know yourself, no wonder you get out of college and you don't know what you want to do. And I think that that's a narrative for so many young women and men our age who are getting out of college and, you know, they look back and they never had a chance to really think for themselves. So I think, yeah, I think it's so important to, to really get to know yourself and be alone. And, and I think that, you know, I, that's like a, like one of the biggest things that I get in my DMS is people being like, you know, I'm really struggling with my being in college and, and, not really feeling like the lifestyle is connecting with me. What would you say to people who are feeling that way? 
Um, you know, I would say one, it's completely normal. I know it's really uncomfortable and it might suck in the moment, but it's super normal. Like I feel like the sophomore slump is a thing for a reason. And I hate that yes. name because I'm <laughs> yes. like, why does this have to happen? But like, it's a thing that happens. It can happen your freshman year, it can happen your senior year. It's going to happen type of thing. And I feel like you definitely need that in order to grow because everything was so comfortable. If you enjoyed every single experience, like you never got into arguments with your friends or like you never struggled in school. One, life would be so boring. Two, you would never know what to do like when adversity does hit. And it's just like you kind of need that. And no matter how much it does suck, just appreciate it. You don't have to appreciate it in the moment because I know it might be hard to see it in the moment. But just appreciate it for why it's happening because it's definitely happening for a reason. And also just know that it's definitely not going to be your forever by any means. I think we get stuck in, in especially in a college lifestyle where – you know, you're probably alone. Your family's probably not near you. I think we get stuck on a feeling and a mood and kind of a phase of life. And we feel like it's not going to go away, which is totally normal. That's every, I think everyone goes through that, but I mean, you and I are both on the other side of it and we can definitely say like you do get through it. And if you do utilize, like you said, that, that those times for loneliness and adversity and, and maybe fights, it, it leaves so much room for growth and you'll come out better on the other side for it. Exactly. Yeah. Just enjoy it for what it is. It's going to make so many other like future things that you experience like that much easier to get through. Cause you're going to be like, Oh, I've kind of gone through this before. I know I can get through it. It's going to be okay. What are your thoughts on nutrition? How important do you think that is to align with your fitness goals? Um, so I think it's important, but I don't think it's the end all be all. Um, if you're like a serious athlete or like you're really competing for something, well then of course you probably need to eat a certain way to perform a certain way, like look a certain way and things like that. But if you're just someone who's just trying to live an active, like a more healthier, active lifestyle, again, it's like there's no need to overcomplicate things, but I know that's so much easier said than done because the, when I started working out sophomore year, literally up until the very end of my junior year, I was obsessed with nutrition in the worst way possible. Um, I was a vegan at the time, which nothing against veganism. I liked it a lot. It did teach me a lot of things. But I would say the only negative is that I just wasn't eating anything. Or I wasn't eating enough. Or I looked at foods as being good or bad. And then I would definitely eat all the bad foods <laughs> and feel like crap about myself. And it was just, it was terrible. And like, it was just making me working out not even worth it because I wasn't feeling good when I was working out. My workouts like weren't as good as it could be because I wasn't feeling myself properly. So, so like, I don't even know if I answered your question. (laughs) No, you did. Your thoughts on nutrition. I can totally relate because I've tried so many different diets. My sister is 16 years old and she's vegan and she loves it. It rocks for her. Like it works so well for me. I felt like shit. I was bloated all the time. I was constipated when I was vegan. And again, I realized that that didn't work for me. Like we were talking about, it's not a one size fit all, but I think something that you touched on that I really love is if you're trying to just live a healthier, active lifestyle, nutrition's not the end all be all. Because like you said, there are certain cir- circumstances where being on maybe a, a calorie deficit or being on a stricter diet could serve a purpose. If you're trying to reach a goal, if you're an athlete, if you're, you know, competing in a, um, like a bodybuilding competition, but if you're someone who's just, you know, wanting to live a better lifestyle and feel better and maybe look a little better. You don't need to put yourself on these extreme diets. It's about balance because, you know, balance in, if you don't have that in your life, but you're not 
you know, I think, I think extreme diet should only really be for like extreme lifestyles, like extreme athletes, not when <laughs> you're just a regular person trying to live your life. If you're just a normal average person, <laughs> just eat a regular person. It's going to be okay. But listen to your body. More times than not, it feels good to eat like healthier choices. But then also, it feels good to indulge a little bit as well. So just have that healthy balance between the two and know that eating like some ice cream every now and then is not going to ruin anything. Treat yourself. Go to Little Man. It's going to be worth it. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I think the hardest thing for people to hear, because I know it was hard for me and, and maybe for you to hear when we were in such quote unquote bad places with with nutrition, I think one of the most frustrating things to hear was like, just be like, live your life and be balanced, like incorporate balance. Like I think it's now it's so easy to throw around. Cause like we got it under control. But when I was in that, in that point where I was like, well, how do I implement balance? I don't know what, what the fuck that means. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it's hard for people to really resonate with that or really like hear that and be like, okay, that makes sense because it's really hard for some people. So what do you think were some things that helped you get out of that with, with uh, nutrition? Yeah. So I would hope that this doesn't happen to everybody, but I mean, if it's necessary, it's necessary for me. I literally had to hit rock bottom <laughs> for me to just get out of that because I was so vegan at the time. I'm like, it was okay, but it, so it just wasn't working for me, for me anymore. And then I remember like, I would just cry every single morning and every single night, never being happy with the way I looked, which is another problem on its own because who cares about that? But at the time it mattered to me. And yeah, I was just so sick of everything or like saying no to people. Like they would go to eat and like, oh no, like I can't, I can't go out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, like, it's taking me home. back and I'm like, don't want to yeah. be there. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Or like I would come back home from like uh, breaks and everything at school and my parents would make me stuff to eat. And I'm like, I can't eat that. <laughs> yeah. Like, eat, like come on. <laughs> people are already giving you free food and you're turning it down. So I just remember I was tired of feeling like crap and also just like not enjoying myself at all, like not enjoying life. Like it, life is not that complicated. We all make it way too serious, but um, just really being fed up with myself and irritated with myself. And then I was like, I think I would feel so much better if I just listen to what my body is asking for and I give my body what it needs. And I remember the moment that I did that, it literally took like a day. I'm not even kidding you. A day later, I felt so much better not only physically, but just like so mentally as well. Like I was actually happy again, which I was not happy for a long time. But after I did that, I was like, oh, this feels good. So like, I hear what you're saying definitely about like, oh, just implement balance. It's going to be okay. Like if someone's not there, that answer is so annoying to hear. But also like, just know it's going, like with anything else in life, it's going to take time and you're going to have to figure out what works for you as well. And I think it's about just making that decision too, that initial decision, like you said, to just give your body what it's asking for and seeing where that takes you and then understanding that it does take time because I totally can relate. It's, it's crazy. Cause I, again, hope that nobody goes through hitting rock bottom, but for me, I had to really get to a point where I was exhausted. I was so tired of feeling like shit. And I think that that could resonate with a lot of people, but I think it is about making that small little baby step, you know? So I want to talk about Balance Athletica because you are a balance leader, correct? I am, yes. <laughs> talk about how you got started with that and what your role is. Yeah, so I became a Balance Athletica leader through their leader search that they had going on earlier this year. And I had no idea that they were doing it. It was just something that they, I'm not going to say that they put together because I knew that like, they put like a lot of thought and energy into it. But it's something <laughs> that they just announced one day. 
And I was like, no, this just feels right. Because when I first started like getting into weightlifting and everything, I didn't know about balance lines efforts. But as soon as I found out about them, I was obsessed in the moment. Like they're the clothes, just great quality and everything, but also really just like the message of brands. What they promote, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm about. Like I like the whole inclusivity, really like everyone's involved in this. Doesn't matter, like shape, size, color, whatever, you're welcome, you're invited. So I was like, this is the brand for me. And then I remember it was New Year's Eve. Because New Year's Eve, I don't, I don't know. I know some people are not excited about the whole like New Year thing, but I love setting new goals for the New Year. Yeah. So I was just running out my goals one night, and I was like, no, I don't know how Bath Athletica chooses their leaders, but it'd be really cool if I could be a leader one day. And then I just left it at that. And the next thing I know, they had a leader search. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'd be stupid if I didn't do this because <laughs> I literally was just talking to myself a couple months ago. Like, I want to be a leader. I don't know how to do it, but I want to be one. So... I applied to apply. You just had to send in like a two minute YouTube video of why you should be a leader, which is really hard to summarize in two minutes, but whatever, you got to get it done. And then I just went through this process. I think it was like a two and a half month process of just like entering videos. Um, like basically it's like becoming better at using social media on Instagram and everything like that. And just like connecting with more people. And then they announced there were seven leaders chosen at the end. And I was one of them. And then my like responsibility or my role of being a leader is, I think it's kind of funny because it's not that hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really just to be a good human and then also just to motivate people to be better and like become a better version of themselves. And I think it's really cool because out of all the leaders that they have, everyone is so different from each other. Like for example, Danielle Wilson, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's like a super motivational, inspirational person. Like she'll just come on her story and just like, talk mad motivational speeches and I think that's cool but that's just not me like yeah. my thing is just to like be weird dance and be like hey I'm weird and normal just like you and kind of leave it at that <laughs> so that's basically what my thing is to do just like promote a healthy and active lifestyle because it's better for us all in the long run but also just to encourage people to be like a better version of themselves as well what stands out about the brand in terms of clothing um, I think the fact that they actually do make clothing that, like, it feels like it's made for you. Mm. I remember the first time I ordered from the brand, I knew nothing about them, but I saw on another, like, influencer on Instagram, like, oh, this looks amazing. I'm sure, like, I want to try it out. And it literally felt like the piece was specifically designed for myself. And I love how, like, their size ranges from extra small all the way to, pretty sure it's triple XL. And just, like, everything fits you so nicely. The quality is definitely there. And also just like, I love how the owners of the company are super relatable as well. Like they actually take the time and the effort to get to know the people who are supporting them and just like connecting with them too. So I just feel like it's a real brand and you actually know who the people are behind the brand as opposed to just like, oh, like look at our cute clothes and buy from us and, but you don't know who we are. Type of thing. So what are some of the must have pieces of the clothing then, in your opinion? I would say, you know, so they just started introducing more shorts. And mm. I didn't know I liked shorts. And so <laughs> I bought their shorts. Because at first I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, I don't need the shorts. But then I tried them out and I was like, okay, like, these are it. So I would say definitely a pair of shorts. You can either get, like, really short shorts or they also just introduced, like, a biker length short, which is super nice, too. I like it a lot. It's friendly. I know a lot of people are, like, concerned with shorts just, like, not being flattering on your thighs, if they're big, small, whatever. But, like, super thigh friendly. <laughs> and love then, that. Love say, that. Yeah, we, we love that. Um, I would say a pair of shorts and then always a sports bra because that's just like a classic deal. It's my favorite. I mean, you definitely could get the muggy too. 
I would just say whenever there's a launch, because they come with so many things, I'd say if you were just to buy at least one pair of bottoms, whatever you want, and then a sports bra, you're solid. And how true to size are the clothes? Very true to size. I think everything, it just fits all perfectly. And if like something is not true to size, I feel like the leaders and also the owners do a very good job of saying like, hey, like we made this and it runs a little too big. So like just size mm-hmm. down from a normal size or we made this and it's a bit more compressive than what we were going for, but that's how it is. So just size up. And I think it's really good that like, I would say all the leaders are very honest. If we like something, we say it, we like it. We tell it how it is. If we don't like something, we're like, oh, like this isn't that great because of X, Y, and Z. Like it's still going to be okay. If you're not into it, then don't buy it. Type thing. But I would say the clothes run very true to size. They last forever. None of my stuff has ripped or peeled or anything like that. It's all great quality, worth every single cent. Be trans. <laughs> Even before I was a leader, I was buying their stuff. So I like it a lot. And what's your favorite collection out of Balance Athletica? Definitely Kingdom, the animal print collection, just because mm. it has a special place in my heart. That was. The first piece of like balance clothing that I ever bought, it was the first, like when I uploaded my first workout video, I was wearing the Kingdom collection. And then also like this last launch that they had was like Kingdom 3.0. So they've done Kingdom a few times, but wow. that was like, they released it again. And it just felt really cool because my first time ever purchasing was from their first Kingdom collection. And fast forward a year later, I was actually a part of their third Kingdom collection. So That's so awesome. That's so, that's so cool to see like that evolution with for, first of all your fitness page but then also like how you got matched up with uh, balance athletica it's very cool to see how all that comes together yeah no i like it i'm really happy to be with them i don't want to be with any other brand mm-hmm. or company i've told them that before and i'll tell everybody else that too like i like <laughs> them a lot and everything that they stand for too so before we wrap this up i have to ask because my main three pillars for my podcast is womanhood, wellness, and self-growth. So how do you practice self-love, confidence, and self-care, and how can other people practice it? Yeah, I feel like self-love and confidence, they kind of go hand in hand. If you actually like do enjoy who you are as a person and you love yourself for just who you are, then the confidence just comes with it. And it's so, I'm not going to say it's so easy to portray that, but it becomes a lot easier to do that. So really just accepting yourself for who you are and that doesn't mean like settling and being like oh this is who I am I guess I'll just take it <laughs> yeah. it's like appreciating yourself for who you are because no one else has got what you have I feel like when it comes to looks we all want to compare ourselves so if we all look the same that'd be insanely boring like not fun whatsoever and like having your flaws or whatever no one cares like I remember for the longest time um I have like this really bad razor bump on my leg it's just they've been there for forever I can't get rid of them and then I used to hate that and I would never wear shorts or anything, but being in Arizona, like you have to wear shorts because yeah. you don't, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. So I just remember being like so scared about that. And then one day realizing like, you know, no one, literally no one is looking at my legs. <laughs> no yeah. one cares about that. And like no one notices the things that you know about yourself. Like the things that you don't like about yourself, especially. So really just embracing who you are, realizing that all your flaws are insanely normal and everybody else has an excuse for the most part. And I think that just relates to confidence as well. But then when it comes to self-care and all honesty, that's something I'm still working on as well because I'm such like a driven, disciplined person. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily motivated. Well, like I am motivated to get things done, but when I want to get something done, I'll just do it. Like I'll find the means in the world to get there. So I'm still trying to learn how to practice more self-care too, because I definitely will run myself to the ground and then I'll be like, okay, now I need a break, which is not good or healthy, but I'm still trying to work on that on myself. That's something I'm trying to get better at too. 
I can totally relate to that too, because I think one of the biggest reasons that people don't work out or implement a healthy lifestyle is because they're like, well, I'm not motivated. And it's like nine times out of 10, I don't want to go to the gym or I don't want to study for my exam for getting my personal trainer's certificates. But it's like, sometimes discipline has to be the thing that gets you there. And I love that you touched on that because I think, I don't think a lot of people realize like discipline is way more important than motivation. Exactly. Like if you want something, you will find a way to get it done. You're not just going to wait for the moment where you feel like you want it because that moment's going to come and go so quick. Like if you do feel motivated, awesome. But let's be honest, like it's, you're not really going to be motivated. I feel like your goals should be what pushes you to get there. If you want to like actually have success and growth in life, you're going to have to be disciplined and put in the work to get there. Like it's probably not going to be that fun, but the yeah. end result will be fun. So just look forward to that. And we'll incorporate more baths and journaling and rest time so we don't burn out. <laughs> exactly. That too. I need to get better at that, but yes. Well, thank you so much, Anicia. Can you share your social so that everybody can find you? Yes. My name is Anicia. <laughs> and then also just on Instagram, it's A-B-H. There's two underscores and then fitness. And everything spelled pretty normal. But yeah, that's the only thing I'm on right now. I'm trying to work on this YouTube channel. We'll see if it ever happens. But for the most part, I can be found on Instagram. You should totally do a YouTube channel. I would so watch. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. It was so fun talking with you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this a lot. It was nice just to sit back, relax, and just chat. Yeah, for sure. You and I were born.